Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm the ghost of Mel Bailey. <laughs> I am currently alive, Brittany Bailey. Uh, and I'm sort of halfway between and current. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll. Oh, that's a nat 20, everybody. Nice. Oh, we're going to make it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we've got we've got a cold. We've got a, a, a lesser, not very often used mic. And, mm-hmm. and what, are you, what are you rolling in here with? Uh, a huge secret Deadlines, project baby. that's huge. <laughs> yeah. Huge secret deadline. And yet we're still here. We're here for you, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be here for you. And the boys were here for us, too. I, I have to say, I really missed hearing this music, this Adventure Zone music. I don't really, I, do I don't know too. how I think about it because I really love the Amnesty theme so much. But every time there's Same. a live show and that music kicks in, I'm like, oh, it's so, it's like this there nice familiar blankie. Right. Yeah. It's very good. And happy Candle Nights one and all. Happy Candle Nights. It's a beautiful Candle Nights Eve. Right? It sounds dope at the Bureau. <laughs> it does. It sounds very yeah. pretty. It's like this huge party. Everybody's together. That's what Candle Nights should be all about. Right? That and name dropping, for sure. Mm. <laughs> so much just audience, like catering to everybody <laughs> who's listening live and then later on the on the podcast. All of your favorites are here. Catering to Brittany Bailey <laughs> specifically. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> although maybe maybe not so much uh griffin's own family because i think travis sounded so offended that angus got angus mcdonald our beloved <laughs> slightly now taller boy uh. detective teen, preteen detective yeah. <laughs> that he got a louder cheer i mean uh, than than they did devastated allegedly oh. <laughs> i'm not sure that it was louder but <laughs> I do choose to believe that Magnus made that comment about him being more popular than the three of them put together, mm-hmm. like, in character, that that was not Travis's remark. Uh-huh. Magnus's. It just, yeah, really happened in the moment. Love it. I would love the idea of them being, like, announced, like, now arriving, <laughs> Taco from TV. Even yeah, better. Pause yes. Again. Boy Detective <laughs> Angus McDonald. Like, the room erupts, and it's just, like, Taco's actually the pushed back heart. a few. Yes. <laughs> Your favorite boy and mine, Angus McDonald. Somebody palms Taco and just pushes his face out of the way. The boy detective is here. Lucretia's holding up her phone. Her You're shuffle. doing great, sweetie. <laughs> well, now I have to draw that. <laughs> I do appreciate, because they talk about, you know, the, the different things that they're going to do, which of course is very funny them coming up on the spot with what they're doing here or what they're looking forward to at mm-hmm. Candle Nights. But when it comes to the gift exchange, one, so glad our dear friend Dracula is here. <laughs> but I like that all three of the boys have essentially become one person. <laughs> and soon enough, the sake, they were all one person. They went from brothers to cousins. Yeah, they're a unit. It, it said, like, on when they were drawing yeah. names. Yeah. It said all three of them on the, on the little slip of paper. It just said Trey Horny Boys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just THB. Like, great. All for the sake of making sure that uh, they have to always maintain their their role as <laughs> Angus's three dads. <laughs> uh, but I will also say, as they're discussing Angus's gift that they obviously did not buy him, 
luckily they went with this too but the moment they asked lucretia if she had money i shouted at my phone like a lunatic you all have so much money they talk about how much money they've had over the last like four episodes of like man we're so rich we got all the money but they still want to get paid lucretia for sure. always yeah, begging mom can i get a 20 well, I love the idea that, like, every time they're out somewhere, like, they go to get coffee or something, that they're always asking somebody else, like, oh, I left my wallet. Yeah. And, you know, whoever, whatever poor Pringles or whoever is with them is like, but you saved the world. You have so much money. Well, I'll tell you this, guys. You don't get rich by paying for things. <laughs> Brittany's a, a rich miser. She God, knows. I just called myself a She's miser speaking today. speaking from experience. That's <laughs> because it's true. I speak the truth, everybody. <laughs> As I lounge in my podcast um, <laughs> haven. Just, <A> onesie? Yes. <laughs> you all know I podcast without pants on. Let's be real. If you're podcasting with pants, you're living the wrong life. What if I'm podcasting with uh, comfy, like, loungy, sleepy that pants? I, I'll allow it. Are they MeUndies lounge pants? Ooh, good call. They're not. Mm. I don't oh, have no. those. I don't have those uh, advertiser we're dollars. We're never gonna get that endorsement now. Yeah. <laughs> but you wish they were. I wish. Hey guys, remember when we said we were gonna keep this nice and tight? Yeah, I do. That was a fun time. That was a fun, <laughs> a fun lie we told ourselves. It's a fun dream we had. We gotta talk about underwear some more. You brought it up. No pants. Let's jump into it. Here, I can move us into the next moment. So they're all like, okay, we got to go get our son his toy he wants so badly. Let's go get it. More name dropping. But more importantly, Clark has kids. Clark has seven children. You can't just drop this bomb at us. When did this happen? Are they his puppies? I'm wondering yeah, if maybe. he just had them. Right. Like, did he have, like, a litter of children? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's possible, isn't it? Well, so now we need that live show. Hold on. We need either the live show where he gets married or where his wife or girlfriend has the babies or where he and his partner adopt seven children. Like, there's so many options here, guys. Mm. Guys. Yeah, I was going to say, he don't have to be married, Mm -mm. you know, to have kids. It's not a requirement. But I get what you're saying. We want some backstory here. It would be nice. Clark is a beloved character. And now so are his seven (laughs) children. Did you write down all their names? Because I didn't, because I figured I one of you two nerds would. I did not, but I know that the I know what the theme was of Parg, Marg, Jarg, Farg, Larg, Larg and Clark Jr., I'm pretty yeah, sure. The toy is for Blarg. Okay. Larg's the favorite, let's not lie. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember there was a Marg, for sure. I did remember Clark Jr., of course. Piece pieces together. <laughs> I just thought of, because a kid is named Marg, I'm like, what if he serves uh, Clargaritas? That's my one. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you next time. And as Nell's leaving, Cassidy shows up, and she is packing. God bless. (laughs) Yeah, we high-five as we pass each other. And yeah, Cassidy's ready to lay out some fools. She's getting this toy. No, who did she want the doll for? I don't think she said... Probably just herself. She's a big wrestling fan. Big Jeff Angel fan. And who's not? Let's face some facts. Cassidy's an adult woman who gets to just spend her money however she likes. That's the best part of being an adult woman. She just enjoys the chase. You know, it's kind of like mining. That I can see for sure. Yeah. I just like to find me a thing of that a month. A dime 
down in the rough, she says. <laughs> it's a diamond made of plastic. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, we also meet this other dad, Gerald Loggins. And my note here just it says, don't trust Gerald Loggins. <laughs> hey, we found a villain. We just instinctively, oh. we just instinctively don't trust these characters that Griffin introduces anymore. No. They've taught us too well. I was enjoying the kind of semi-Gerald Ford impression he was doing for this character. I'm not quite sure if that's what he was I going for either, or not, but that was yeah. kind of what I was feeling. Somewhere between that and Kenny Lawrence, right. right. which I guess is where the name came from. I just love, he loves the name Gerald. It has showed up so many times. Gerald and Jeff are big ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Greg too. Gerald is an inherently funny name, I think. <laughs> it is a good one. I think you're right. So we've got Gerald Loggins, who nobody trusts. Magnus is very aggro, and I, my theory is, now none of this is true, but I was like, I guess if you wanted to fold it into the story, if you needed a reason for Magnus to be so short-tempered and aggro, maybe it's just because he's like, he's got to get this toy for his his, his ango. I was going to say that. He's in super dad mode. He's uh-huh. like, must. He's, he just watched Jingle all the day. And uh-huh. he's got a he's got his Arnold on and he's ready. And he's yeah. like, I I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to get a toy. Mm-hmm. That's his talking head in the reality show episode of this. Absolutely. Yeah. He is definitely like one of the last people on earth I would want to go up against for any kind of limited edition shop. You're yeah. just shopping in general. <laughs> like if you're shopping and there's some guy with this giant freaking sword and the chance lance like on his back, like this huge guy. Yeah. Uh, I would not mess with phantom him. Phantom yeah. mitt or Fletcher's mitt, a phantom fist. He's ready. He's fully stocked all the time on all of his gear. Taco doesn't even take him to Whole Foods anymore. He's like, it's always a thing with you. Just stay home. I'll go get the onion myself. Thank you. Right. Uh, but then uh, we get into the store. They they all rush the store. This all happens very quickly. Well, technically, Garfield told oh, them yes. to rush the store. That's, I just want yeah. to say, like, <laughs> that was my favorite bit. Wrong. Where the Garfield's second... like, we've got a good way to do this by a raffle system. <laughs> However, I do always need blood, bone, and tissue for dark malcolmation. <laughs> wow, that's a terrible word Machin- for me to try machinations? to say. Machinations? Machinations. It's a lot going on. <laughs> it's a lot of word. It's a lot of word. So yeah, it was it was pretty clear, I think, the second Garfield goes, well, the sensible thing, that that was absolutely mm-hmm. not what was going of to happen. Of course not. It was going to be the opposite of whatever that might have been. Garfield's definitely that chaotic being. That oh, yeah. You love to have show up every now and then. <laughs> he keeps it interesting. Amen. And how? And they all take off. Well, Taco and Merle hang back. They do, right, because I almost Well, figured, briefly. Yeah, because... Briefly, but then Taco, in an illusory fashion, sets the store on fire. Right. He's going to use his wits, keep his wits about him. I thought even then that, like, as Magnus was charging forward, somebody could have been at his back, you know? But they, yeah, they, they, Taco's remains good out here. And Merle goes full on diabolical he's over here with garfield as far as good ideas go and he puts the blades out in front of magnus let's get some let's let's help garfield out here a little bit you like to think he might have imagined maybe they had a little winky moment yeah i'm really where it's like "Ooh, i got you i got you boo 
I'm very curious where this whirling wall of blade spell was, like, in actual combat instead of when they were trying to get into a Costco. Now, I'm glad you bring that up because I feel like he did use it at some point during the end game. Yeah, maybe there was one time they were going... Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe one of the last battles and it was like... I don't think it worked very well, though. I'm trying to... I don't recall it being very successful, but obviously I'm due for a re-listen of balance if I don't remember. I feel like it may have been when they were against Although it's still, I mean, it was definitely like, it was a hardcore choice for this situation. It was definitely way too much for the task at hand. Like, facing down an all-powerful universe-ending being, yes, bring out a wall of blades. Trying to get into Costco, mm, maybe not quite as dire. (laughs) Getting out of Costco is harder. I love that you guys are saying this. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I would have that on me all the time. <laughs> this little personal I space spell. I fucking love Blade Barrier. God, yes. My, oh, it's just people touching me. No, thank you. Especially at a Costco. So I was like, ooh, these, this is my dream. I think it's less. Merle, hit me up. <laughs> I think if you could have it as like a deterrent, Yes. When Magnus is going to be plowing into the backs of people and just <laughs> slicing them up, that's where I feel like it's a little diabolical. And then sadly, once he's in the store and he's being attacked by, I mean, attacked is kind of a strong word for someone throwing fruit yeah. at you, but, um, but by this Aarakocra, that, that it, it's not actually effective in that situation. Because I was, I was definitely, as soon as Griffin says something about throwing fruit, I was like, oh, it's total fruit ninja with this whirling wall of blades. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't work that way. It did not. Griffin's not a big Fruit Ninja fan. Yeah, I feel like this entire thing with the Aarakocra was a funny little side. This is where it is kind of like, we don't need to get too much into the weeds with the fights at Costco. Magnus fights a bird. Uh, Clark fights Taco. Cassidy fights Merle. It's all very kind of goofy and slapsticky a little bit. There is a brief interlude about uh, reading the ingredients and calorie oh, count yes. on a bag of Luckily, pistachios. Luckily, we do have Gerald here <laughs> to keep us grounded. You are correct. And then I write, this is now my Costco nightmare, being touched by people, being talked to by people, and just kind of, like, trying to get away from them. Like, you smile and not like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm still shopping. I gotta go. All of these things have happened to me at Costco, so when you give me the options of a blade barrier, oh, I will take it. Oh, I have played those people handing out samples like they've got a death plague they're trying to give me. Like, please don't talk to me. Oh, no, it's, it's Gerald... It's Gerald Jigglesworth. What's his name? Loggins. Gerald Loggins. Remember, we established last episode, it is canon, I'm terrible at remembering names, regardless of how recently I've heard them. Um, No, it's like the normals, the normal humans walking around. I was like, just strike up a conversation. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, there you go. And then why? And then the, you, and then Costco's huge, and you're all following the same pattern. So you see him again. You're like, God damn it! And, oh, and keep going. And then finally, you make it out. Knock on this glass without surface your in front of me. I've never had anybody try to talk to me at Costco <laughs> besides people who work there, who are lovely. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate what all the people yeah. at Costco are doing. I just don't want to engage with anybody ever. Kind of. <laughs> Um, so that was more of where I was coming from, but that's because obviously we're having very different Costco experiences. <laughs> Gerald is living your reality in Costco. I, I don't know. I don't know where I fit in this scenario. I think none of these people. Maybe the guy. The guy who was. I. It sounded like maybe front row, who like 
almost through the entire episode, but oh, most notably about so shelf climbing was just going, yeah, can oh, I hire yeah. that guy to just like be really enthused about whatever I'm doing? Because that would be guy? really useful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was just yeah. into everything. So if anybody listening mm-hmm. knows who that was, let him know. Anne's got a job for him. I mean, by hire, I mean I can't pay him. But oh, well. <laughs> Maybe if he could even just record some inspirational stuff, then you can just play it when you need. Yeah. Here you go. Exactly. There you go. He'd be doing us a service. Oh, but they do get to the toy, obviously, but it's not our Jeff Angel. It's um, <laughs> fucking Cherub Joe. And I love that, of course, Taco wanted one because I also kind of did too as soon as he described it. <laughs> I was like, uh, but can I still buy one of those? Because it sounds insane and hilarious. <laughs> And, like, disturbingly realistic, right? That <laughs> yeah. you go to get the toy, and then the only one they have is, like, a giant pyramid of the lame one. Mm-hmm. Of the one that you didn't want. Like, all of... I don't know if you guys have seen this, that it's been fairly viral on the internet, that, that yeah, the Target just has walls and walls of Snoke, oh. because no one wants that one. Oh. <laughs> like, the Snoke Funko Pop. Uh, well... The next time you're at Target, check this out, because they all have, like, a ton of Snoke that's figures. That's funny. That they can't get rid of. This is a new little scavenger hunt for Target. Everybody report back. He is the Cherub Joe of reality. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call Snoke from now on. Oh, here comes Cherub Joe, right on cue. <laughs> but the quest continues, because they don't have... We, we've got one Cherub Joe, no Jeff Angels. But Garfield does let him know where you can go. Is it... Okay, a cavern... Is it tunnels yeah. and then a cavern or just a No, big like cavern? through the sewers first and then kind of sewer area and then to the sky. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like Garfield, what the fuck are you even? <laughs> Why? What if <gasps> Oh, I just got an idea. Garfield Garfields are very mm-hmm. dubious. We're not sure if he's good or bad situation, mm-hmm. right? What if So yeah. spoilers, it takes them to an ogre's home. What if the ogre wronged him at some point? And he's like, go, you know, hey, hey I know where there's a Jeff Angel toy. You can go take care it of it. It does this seem one. strange that he knows where somebody has a mm-hmm. figure. Right. Right. Maybe that's yeah, who he sold the last the one to, and he's just an evil fuck. It could be either of those. I like the one where it's like, I know, like this guy for whatever reason, whatever he did that has offended Garfield, that is just like, oh, here's an easy way. Now, are you thinking that he did the entire elaborate plan because he knew the Trace Horny Boy? Because he does say, I knew it would be free. Okay. Oh, but maybe. Just saying. Hmm. If we're going in on this, I would say say that would be very Garfield. Mm-hmm. I'm in. He's I like the head cannon. Chaos, mm, definitely. I think he and the Mothman hang out too. <laughs> They've definitely had some nog together, which is code word for alcohol. <laughs> Just kidding. Some spiked it's, nog. There you go. It's like there's no code needed. You know. You know what to do with it. <laughs> Uh, Indra is straight up like, what other type of nog would I have in my house? <laughs> Come on, girl. And I'm like, you're right. Just making it clear for everybody else. Uh, but yeah, we go to this ogre's house. And even before 
<laughs> Even before they like made this obvious statement, I wrote down Taco and Merle just watching Magnus get beaten to death, home alone style. <laughs> Until they made it very clear, like they were flat out said it, and right. I was like, "What? What shenanigans are happening out here? Magnus is gonna die on the steps to some ogre's house." Oh my god, I couldn't stop laughing though. <laughs> it was because that's a part you can see perfectly because we've all seen uh-huh. it via Home Alone. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of him just keep trying and keep trying. Tucker's like, "You're gonna get it." <laughs> keep He's going. Very headstrong. <laughs> And it takes them to the the uh, the boiling cauldron, right? The the hot doorknob. Yeah, yeah. that's what like right. tips them off. Yeah, yeah, because then he right. They end up like revealing the next little trap, which isn't whatever thing that Kevin puts on the door. I still don't know what that is. That makes the handle hot. Oh, is yeah. it a little cauldron in this one? Yes, it's <laughs> canon. Or <laughs> Kevin also used a tiny cauldron, mm-hmm. I believe. If I remember my Home Alone lore correctly. Yeah, the McAllister family is a well-known coven of witches. That's true. And so he did put a little <laughs> tiny cauldron on the door. Right. It was Everybody it was a hot wire this. in the film. Oh, is well. it? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's I've a never hot wire seen... wrapped around the door. I'm pretty sure. I guess I've never... Now, I thought it's been hot a while, wires but... were just the little plugs you put from one car to another, and then they kiss, and the other car comes back to life. Those are temper cables. No, no. I mean, it's like a wire that he caused to Oh, that's to a jump hot. start. Right. Okay. <laughs> I thought hot wire was how I got cheap hotel prices. Mm. <laughs> Brittany, you're too much in the future. Ah, shit. We got to go back to the 90s. God the bless it. The 90s. The best Christmas movies, 90s. But the point being that they have seen, like, all of these Home Alone traps and Taco still goes <laughs> through the hole and activates the flame, like, yeah, and sets his head on fire. Like they they just told him this, and Justin's like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I'm good. You way to go. So it is funny because then you have to imagine him just through the rest of the episode with a singed hat, where I imagine you can see mm-hmm. some of his hair through it that's also been burned. He's just rolling with it, right? <laughs> I also just want there to be like constant little smoke streams <laughs> coming up. It never stops smoldering. Yeah, it's a very Junkrat look. The hair is just little little orange tips, just always kind of still burning a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of the, you know, the, uh-huh. the bent tip of the hat and then just like a little yeah. trail of yes. smoke the yeah. whole time. <laughs> That's his holiday look. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Somebody cosplay that. <laughs> um, I do want to make sure we shine a light on this moment. Of Taco saying my hero to Magnus because it's absolutely my jam. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I heard that <laughs> and I was like, well, I know what Nell's going to talk about here, so don't need to write anything <laughs> down. And I was, yeah, my Christmas gift arrived early. Thank you. <laughs> my Candlelight's gift. I'm oh, sorry. Very special <laughs> Candlelight's gift. My Candlelight's gift was that they'd never learned from any of their mistakes and just continued to activate traps and get her all the way up, like, up the stairs. Taco finally learned, levitated. Everyone else is now finally aware, so we don't have anybody stepping on a nail and squicking people out. Thank you. It's gross. And it's super (laughs) gross. Um... And then they get up and the ogre's up there and he does a little like, come get me. And <laughs> Merle 
our dear Joe Pesci of the situation <laughs> falls for it and <laughs> runs into the room. Right it's attacked, in. of course. By Buzz's by spider. By giant tarantula. Yeah. By Buzz's spider. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Oh, now I'm imagining Joe Pesci is Merle. Oh, no. Also. <laughs> If this movie had been made in the in the early '90s, the movie of the Adventure Zone, I've man, that would have been good casting. <laughs> would have been good. Him or Danny DeVito would have oh, been good too. Oh, Danny DeVito! True. I vote Danny DeVito. That's excellent. If for sure, Danny DeVito even now lovable. would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of Hollywood. <laughs> Except not us. Get us. Get at the McElroys. Get at us. We will. We will uh, cast it. We'll and be then... the go between. Exactly. I'll take on that burden. Pitch it to the people who made it. It's fine. That's how it works, right? Hollywood. <laughs> we got it. Well, my note, next note just says, I am also impressed by them remembering their items and abilities, which I think was in response to Griffin saying it, but I can't remember what Taco did. Taco or Magnus used something. Uh, no, it was Magnus. Magnus used the, um, oh gosh, what was the name of it? Uh, the tooth necklace that he has that, was that it. lets yeah. him re-roll if he gets a one. Yeah. I can't remember the proper name of the item, but I know it's like a like a fang necklace. Yeah, let's that is a powerful freaking. Mm-hmm. Only if it's, I think it's only if it's a one. That's when you need it though, because ones are just devastating. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, that is a mm-hmm. thing you want to remember that you have yeah. for sure. And yeah, I was also impressed that he remembered because I had forgotten about it as well. Sure. Until he said something. Absolutely. And then as soon as he did, it was like, oh yeah, he does have that. Like it didn't feel like you're bullshitting us. It was like, oh well done. I would have forgotten. Taco could have used something like that when he decides to, for some reason, like physically attack this tarantula that's attacking Merle and winds up rolling a two on his attack roll. So he does. I don't know how good it would have been anyway, but. Yeah, so he does kind of get the nail in the foot treatment, only now it's a fang Uh. in the foot. And you know he's wearing just little elf boots, so it goes right in. He does get hurt by it. You gotta stay stylish. I like the idea of like Merle's being attacked by this enormous tarantula. He he kicks it with his foot and then is like hopping around in pain. <laughs> and then Magnus rolls up with the flaming, raging, raging, poisoning sort of doom. And this thing just basically disintegrates in one hit because <laughs> it's so overpowered. It's too much. I like Griffin just cutting through and being like, yeah, you cut it in half. Great job. We're not even going to fuck with it. Who cares? So it's got a time limit. Watch that clock. Let's go. <laughs> Always. Eye on the prize. Now let's sit here and just think about it in silence for five minutes. Uh, But so they get to the kid's room, this McAllister, this Kevin McAllister orc boy. Ogre. This is the point where they figure out it's a child. Right. True. Yeah. And also, thank you, Ogre. Um, So he has the present, which they assume is the Jeff Angel toy. And he jumps out the window with it because his parents showed up. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Because it wasn't going to be that easy. No, of course not. I kept looking because I'm, I am, okay, I'm a money miser and I'm a time miser. Like, my time is very precious to me. And so I will always just watch clocks and watch and see how long this is taking, how long we're going. And so I'll watch the, like, how much longer do I have in this episode? I'm like, we're only like 30 minutes in. Holy snap. Uh Like, (laughs) how many more movies are we going to go through? Which I'm not upset about it. I'm just shocked. Like, (laughs) Where else are we going to go? Uh-huh. Well, they couldn't 
if they had ended it here, it would have been like Home Alone if the ending was super depressing. Like, and they would have been the bad guys, right? Because they Absolutely. would have been I mean, the bad guys right. succeeding and mugging a small child who was left home <laughs> he alone. Was so happy that his parents finally remembered him, that he doesn't need toys anymore. He found he doesn't need exactly the true meaning of candle nights. But it was his only present. He opened all the other ones. That's where all the all the attacks came from. They were all toys. <laughs> he got a he got a giant tarantula. As a he gift. got a giant tarantula. He got a flamethrower. He got the crossbow crossbow bolt stuff. Yeah, that's my <laughs> canon. That's how I understood it. Canatar, exactly. a bunch of jars of you paint. You know, like you get for candle nights. <laughs> The Kevin I mean, McAllister big book of traps. That's maybe that was his gift. He's like, I'm gonna use all this right now. I can't even wait. I hope somebody comes and tries to steal my shit. His other gift is that he his parent is probably Ogre, Ogre Catherine O'Hara, and that's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Am I wrong? She's amazing. Never. I think and you she broke can Britain. play it. Get her. Get her on the line, Catherine. Catherine, we need you. Catherine, we we need you again. I bet she'd be amazing yeah. at D&D. Oh my god, she'd be so good. Can Eugene Levy play the dad? Absolutely. He's already on. <laughs> Thank god. He overheard when I was asking Catherine, and he was like, oh, can I be on this too? And I said, Eugene! Right, he called us, actually. Get yeah. over here. <laughs> this movie's going so well, you guys. Speaking Speaking of the future... I do want to point out that someone, I'm sure, is going to cut out the snippet of Griffith saying that when they least expect it on an adventure next year, there will be more Home Alone traps. I hope so. And I I do not think Griffin will Mm -hmm. forget. And we should not forget either, because then we're going to look super cool. And we're like, hey, we remember when Griffin said that. Write it down now. I love it. Tuck it in your caps, everybody. And let this be a lesson unto all of you. If you're ever, like, sneaking into a house, be aware for Home Alone traps. They could be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever trying to break into somebody's house, just know. Yeah, also don't do crime, maybe. <laughs> but if you do, if you have to. I mean, I guess. Look out for those traps. <laughs> do be it smart. smart about it. Yeah. Roll perception checks for the love of God. <laughs> now that we're t- uh, finally doing our Home Alone podcast, I will say that they did a very good job in that movie of making the villains unsympathetic. Mm-hmm. Like... Not only mm. do they want to rob people, they're just shitty. Like, they are also yeah. like, also, I want to beat mm-hmm. that kid. And you're like, hold, what the hell? What? You guys are terrible. <laughs> Good job. It would have been a dark film, I think, you know? Like, how dark would that movie have been if it's somebody that you kind of, sort of liked, that right? you were equivocal about? And you'd be like, oh, man, I, I know that this kid's just offending himself, but wow, Damn. he's kind of a sadist, though, right? Exactly. Well, that's going to do it for <laughs> us this week, everybody. <laughs> I will say, and I'll probably cut this out. Even as a kid, my thought was like, "God, the mess! There's going to be such a mess to clean up." That's oh my god! All I could think about. Who's cleaning this up? So distracted. <laughs> Catherine walks in. I'm not cleaning this. I guess though, it's all cleaned up. By- How is that all cleaned up by the time his family comes home? I, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, let's break down Home Alone. He's a rich kid. He probably calls the maid. But yeah, this is now just a Home Alone podcast. It's happened. <laughs> Everybody in Winneka has a maid. <laughs> what the hell even happens next? 
Well, so, but then we go straight from, from Home Alone with the help of these other characters who are like, well, we do know where you can find a Jeff Angel if we'll take you to the factory. So, like, well, I want to say suddenly we're in the movie Toys, but A, nobody's seen that but me, and B, it's not quite the movie Toys, but it is fairly similar, I guess. I don't know, because they walk in and Jeff Angel is there. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I have seen Toys, and it is a disturbing movie. It is, it is kind of, yeah, so it is, it is actually fairly similar to the movie Toys <laughs> in some ways. Oh, God, it is. Because you're right, Jeff Sorry, is now. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please, you guys keep going. I didn't know where to go I'm with I'm just, so now please. I'm in a toy spiral. Thanks, Anne. Like, I was not putting that together. Oh, I was still trying to connect it to Jingle All the Way. They're like, I think there's a factory scene. Maybe. Uh... I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. <laughs> I don't know whether or not he's seen that movie, but... I wouldn't be surprised. If Griffin has seen that film, that may have been where part of the inspiration came from. <laughs> and you'll just have to take my word for it. I do. If you have not seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. Please do not watch the movie for any reason. Robin Williams is in it, but other than that... Like, yeah, yeah, I just tr- I will trust both of you. Especially with Britney's uh, reaction she just had there once she, her eyes were open to the possibility of that being the no. inspiration. <laughs> Travis got his obscure movie that like five people saw in, so I had to get mine in too. <laughs> you have to. Um, and then we have more fights, right? Oh no, because he tries to let them take toys. But there's clearly something going on. Yeah, well it seems like he's going to, yeah. And Merle is obviously like, this is definitely yes. not that easy in Cast Zone of Truth because there's this suspicious magic activity Bless going it. on. Like, clearly something is happening. They do start taking the toys, which I love, <laughs> when they're like, oh, yeah, I could. How great would it have been if they were just like, awesome, bye, <laughs> and just headed out? I could use a, uh, an armful. Gerald's so happy. <laughs> cool, see you later. <laughs> Our sweet Gerald, who, yeah, I'm still, I... I don't know when I started trusting him. Probably when he was running after the ogre that was carrying the other three. Poor boy. <laughs> I don't think I ever did start trusting him. But I think it's, yeah, it's just further proof of how well we've been trained through mm-hmm. Griffin's trickery. Uh, I trust no one. There was... No spoilers, but there is a game that came out recently that has a very sweet, cute character who does nothing against you. And the entire time I was like, homeboy's turning against us. First chance he gets. Wait for it. He didn't. He was just a sweetheart. I still don't fully trust him. She's learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even though they don't, they don't quite get the full gist of exactly what's going on, other than that, like, it's sort of evil, and then Jeff Angel kind of flexes, <laughs> I think. There's like a, I know, I, I remembered that part, because both Griffin, uh, <laughs> uh, both Justin and Travis tried the okay weird flex joke. Yeah, and also, he's, the way he's saying all of Jeff's lines just doesn't sound quite right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if if we had any doubts about that, he then, like, yes. suplexes mm-hmm. Gerald. It's almost like he snaps. So I guess we know yeah, who the I bad guy is that's now. That is the I moment. Really that's fair. Him. Then I trusted Gerald. Like, he's being <laughs> ruthlessly attacked by a professional wrestler, and he's a dude in khakis. This is not that. No, he's he's just yeah. a dude in khakis. Yeah. 
And as a one line aside, I really want somebody to make the Dungeons and Dragons class yes, stepdad please. now. I do as Griffin too. suggests, like, please, please do this so that people please. can play this in their games. Fantasy stepdad. <laughs> Fantasy stepdad sounds like the name of a terrible book. <laughs> it does, or like like a Disney Channel movie from the nineties. Yeah. I did just realize, because I had this picture for Gerald in my mind Mm -hmm. while I was listening to it, and I just realized, I think it's, I'd have to double check to make sure, but I think it's young Mr. Litwack from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know why, but I was just like, oh, just like a kind looking older dude, like unassuming, a mustache. I don't know why. That's what I, that was where my mind went. And there you go. Mr. Litwack's cool. So like... (laughs) That's when she Maybe really started trusting new. Like, him. he'd yeah. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give your quarters back for your game that messed up on you, Ralph. Sweet. Speaking of visuals, though, <laughs> I need a proper visual of Jeff Angel because I can't get the Aarakocra part, like where he's like a bird, because I just mm. have the wings, but like normal human otherwise. Yeah. I think I picture... Oh, you haven't gotten to them yet in Breath of the Wild, but there are people in Breath of the Wild who I kind of picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty similar to the to the D&D art. I mean, it's relatively close. Well, that's the thing. I've seen the D&D art. I know what an Eric Croker is supposed to look like. I just can't wrap my brain around Jeff Angel being that. I think... I guess I'm going to have to draw gonna him. You're going to have to draw him. Because <laughs> I keep thinking of him as an Asimur, I think. But they have useless wings. I don't know what that is. They're like an angel. They're literally like the angel class. Oh. Yeah. Which Jeff Angel. Oh, okay. So I, I was like, you. oh. And then he's like, Eric Hogger. I'm like, oh. So like he has a beak. What's what's going on here? Oh. So yeah, I need I need a picture. I'm on it. But yeah, I just kind of see Chris Angel with wings. But he's like prettier than Chris Angel and beefier. Much beefier. <laughs> but that's it. Is it like the child that Chris Angel and what is his name? I don't know. <laughs> Darren Chris? Who are you trying to think of? No. The, the wrestler. The Rock? No. I don't know. Which, which, hang uh, on. We're going to have to name all the wrestlers we can think uh, of, which no. is probably not very <laughs> the many. The one who Jeff, who Jeff is based on. Oh, I forget who he's based on, though. John Cena? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> The child between Chris Angel and John Cena. John Cena and Chris Angel's love child is Jeff Angel with a beak. Okay. I got it. Yes. Uh-huh. I'll just slap that beak on him. We're fine. That's probably exactly what I was imagining, though. Thank there you. you. You're welcome. Uh, but so there is, what else? More fighting. Yeah. Uh, Taco hugs slash tackles Jeff so he can shout to the shadowy figure in the room. Magnus is oh, having the time of his life, just <laughs> ripping up these robot arms. It's basically a candy factory for him, <laughs> uh, except it's a robot arm factory, I guess. But <laughs> but man, he just loves it. And uh, Merle is matrix dodging Amazing. furniture like a real beast. Such a good scene. Yeah. Right? I'm always like, yeah, Merle, when he does, like, when he gets to be very dexterous and... Like when he was killing it in dancing during the yeah. stolen century, you're just like, fuck yes. It's like his latent abilities. It's always best when it's the one you least expect and like they crush mm-hmm. it. Exactly. You love to see him do so well. Uh, then we also, with more fighting, Gerald fights a doll. 
just a one. Just the one, and he does not win that fight. Did he not? No, he <laughs> he, he gets pinned to the ground. And then the, the, while this is happening, a bunch of them attack Taco and are, like, trying to lift him and throw him or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they can't pick him up. And I love the image of Taco just standing there, like, looking at all these toys, like, doing basically nothing at his feet. Just like, okay, <laughs> I guess that's what happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, who else? But Della Reese shows up and uh, starts <laughs> just laying waste to a bunch of dolls. This particular episode is extremely blessed in extraordinarily <laughs> unlikely uh, battle images. Absolutely. <laughs> like giant Delores with a flaming sword, like murdering <laughs> wrestling action figures. It's truly a candlelight's <laughs> miracle this episode. And uh, speaking of all these dolls that we're fighting, oh, what? Weirdly enough, this Jeff Angel that Magnus has been fighting, in the moment when they said the stuffing, not bird stuffing, uh, showed up, <laughs> like started coming out of his arm or whatever. I was like, wait, is he a doll? <laughs> is he a Build-A-Bird? And then I was like, has he been a doll this entire time? Oh! <laughs> like, from that first episode where we met him? Which, as it is, is still one of oh, my all-time no, favorite episodes. Like, that's one. one I can always jump back to. I think I was distracted by the idea of stuffing, of, fiber, of like, Fiberfill coming out of anybody. Even though I know he's the bad guy... And he's apparently some kind of golem. I was in the act of stuffing, putting polyfill yeah. into things at the time and sewing them up. So, like, I took it kind of personally. I'm like, no, don't do <laughs> that. Don't, don't yeah. mess it up. <laughs> so they worked hard it's on that guy. Unsettling. Oh, no. <laughs> it took so long to stuff a full-sized man. Oh, there would be so much stuffing. <laughs> and how many full-sized men have you stuffed? <laughs> <laughs> she laughs nervously and looks away. Uh, none at this point. None yet. I've made some very large shrimp, but uh... how many very large shrimp does it take to stuff a full-grown man? What have we been man? saying this whole time? We'll find out next time. Uh, we'll have to do science or math. That's our new spin-off show. Science or math? Science or math? The uh, taking a harder look at the Adventure Zone. <laughs> Everybody hates it, There's and so much us. work and oh, research. No. Oh god. But so is this the point where Taka's like, you know what, actually fuck this shit, and uses the power of the sun on the room? Yes. Okay. Like a pinata. Yeah. It splits open, <laughs> and out comes a giant safe. The giant safe comes out. Uh, and Cherub, Cherub Joe was in there at the Cherub time, too. Joe! <laughs> the real mastermind, clearly. The true villain here. Is this also when the little Cherub Joe in... <laughs> The one uh, in Taco's pocket. It was right before that, yeah. Right before he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That it comes and tries to strangle him, which it probably wouldn't have succeeded in any way, but he does, he does immolate it. See, now we're in the holiday Chucky movie. Merry Christmas, Chucky. <laughs> Is that a real movie? No. I wouldn't be surprised. The 90s and 80s are wild. I mean, it might be, actually. Somebody do a quick Google check. I don't believe that is one of the, the Child's Play series, no. <laughs> But yeah, so like right, right in the middle of this battle, Magnus decides is a good time to crack a safe. His first time ever. This is the moment to do it. He decides. <laughs> it's like this is my final. This is what I'll be great it's like, on. Like Carrie, I'm gonna make you proud. She's drunk at the party. <laughs> I don't know if anybody was in much of a position to argue with him at that point. Honestly, I do love that Taco gets on his case though. <laughs> uh, but the good news is. Really, though, that Magnus kind of gets to have his cake and eat it because he ends up cracking the safe and using his extra 
move. Oh yeah. To Accident. to throw the chance lance at the doll Jeff. And I think it just explodes. <laughs> yeah, it just like explodes. Oh no wait, no, he didn't he didn't explode yet. He explodes later. He didn't explode yeah, yet. Not, okay. Not yet. He's he's injured and on the on the ground. Well, injured in the sense that he was not a real person, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Golems can be hurt too. Golems have feelings. But while they're while they're occupied with uh, apparently totally nude <laughs> Jeff Angel, because I guess it was too hard to find another yeah. pair of jean shorts that the golem could wear, it was easier to just strip him, I suppose, if you were going to shove him in a safe anyway. Um, <laughs> but while they're distracted, Cherub Joe uh, animates like the giant vats of oh, melted yeah. plastic from from the factory machinery to dump on them because they've basically done away with all of the or nearly all of the action right. figures at this point. So it's like so. That's kind of the only yeah, way we can fight last back. Yeah, effort here. And, and and Gerald gets his hero he, moment. He did it. He proved me wrong. He proved Magnus wrong. He rolled a motherfucking 20. Love that. Killed that it. 20, yeah. Griffin's enthusiasm on that was just the best. <laughs> Bless it. <laughs> it was. So my question is, uh, how many Gerald Loggins cosplayers do you think are going to really commit and go pantsless when they when they dress up as this oh. character like they just show up in the boxers uh, boxers if we're lucky yeah I'm... <laughs> i figured he had no he's definitely got those hard pad yes, boxers the, the like classic boxers underneath cartoon sure. like dad boxers I mean, he strikes me as a whitey tidy kind of man i mean that could be it too if he's like an 80s dad right hmm which is he Maybe not? With the shirt tucked into <laughs> the underwear. Tucked, ooh. <laughs> Listen up. He's got a sweater vest. He for sure doesn't have cool boxers. <laughs> we're certainly not talking about MeUndies dad underwear. No. No. <laughs> so uh, let this be, you know, a lesson unto you, Gerald Loggins cosplayers. Just, you know, just something to think about. But this is probably the, the first time in, in history, as many things on the Adventure Zone frequently are or the first time in fiction anyway, <laughs> that, like, a pair of stain-resistant, like, L.L. Bean slacks <laughs> not only resisted melted plastic, but then in the act of being turned into shorts, which which Taco <laughs> then throws to Jeff, like, restores his strength so that he can suplex his fake there, plush self so there, hard that there, it explodes. There it is. There it is. Those are some magical pants. It's like when Johnny Bravo... <laughs> I feel like there's a whole episode about Johnny needing his pants like he leaves without his pants i remember that because we would say that all the time to each other um just uh-huh. as a, like johnny johnny you forgot your pants you forgot your pants because <laughs> it's it's just a snippet it's like oh yeah day. it's the kind of day where nothing could go wrong <laughs> just walking johnny, out johnny <laughs> you forgot your pants but so yeah so in this case he gets his pants and i don't know maybe there was some stepdad magic uh, in the air, and it made him even stronger than he could have realized. <laughs> it was the love of Gerald Loggins. All of the characters are just in Gerald's Hallmark movie. <laughs> there must have been some magic in those sawed-off pants they found. Because when they put it on Jeff Angel, he began to dance around. I assume. <laughs> he suplexed a doll into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that does it. It blows up that little doll golem. What happens with uh, Cherub Joe? 
He, ooh, I remember this. Uh, yeah. Merle banishes <laughs> yeah. him. He banished him to our realm. <laughs> he calls him Trader Joe, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> oh, right. He does call him Trader Joe. <laughs> Classic Merle. But yeah, he banishes him into our realm. And, and Griffin is the one who makes the decision about how that's going to go down. That he just like drops into the subway in the middle of rush hour and is like, Oh, okay, and then gets hit by a train train and dies. Very dark. Well, he was a bad person. He was trying to use the the wonder of toys to take over the world. It's not really clear what exactly he was trying to presumably take over the world. That was my question. I couldn't really tell what, what the end game was. I just know he turned on... The guy he's supposed to be taken care of. And that's a big yeah. no-no. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. no-no. You cannot do that. Uh, but now in the end, luckily we have regular old Jeff back. And he's got one doll. Just the one doll. One magically unharmed action figure. <laughs> Mint in the box. Perfect. Who's going to get it? Well, I had to write down that... In this moment here, where they're trying to figure out what they're gonna, who's gonna take this doll, I just want to say that since the actual run of balance, somehow Taco has become a better person than Magnus. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Magnus, I think Magnus is not a bad person. I think he's no. an impulsive person. Yeah, and he doesn't. I think he doesn't think through the consequences of his actions. That's so fair. I think in the moment it seems more selfish. Even though in the long run it may not necessarily be as selfish. Sure. I think he's not he's not very self aware. Whereas I think Taco I think Taco is Taco sees more of the longer run and Yeah. And his reasoning was perfect. Like Angus is a kid he knows will understand. Mm-hmm. He's not a stepchild or trying to win their love. <laughs> yeah. They they know that they've already got him. Hook line and sinker. He <laughs> loves them. Aww. So sweet. Well, and here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that, what? of course, Gerald was going to get the toy. We've all seen Jingle all the day. And Do you mean Jingle oh, all the way? I have not. Yes, but we call it, I call it Jingle all the day because of an old SNL spoof. Conan bit. When you watch oh, okay. all day, you watch Jingle all the way, so it's Jingle all the day. Uh, okay, okay. There you go. Um. But the mailman, whose name I can't remember, Sinbad, holy snap, I can't, see, bad at names, it's, it's happening. <laughs> Sinbad is kind of the down and out dad that gets the toy mm. at the end because I always call him Tom Arnold, oh my god. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is dressed as Turbo Man. <laughs> And thus, little Darth Vader Jake Lloyd is like, I've got the real one. So I thought they were going to take Jeff Angel with oh. them to balance or to the to the moon yeah, base. Yeah, wait, why didn't they? I don't know. They haven't watched Jingle all the way. That would have been a good idea. Anger would have lost. Right. They could have been like, well, we're sorry we couldn't get you the action figure. So we got you the right. next best thing. And then actual right. Jeff Angel is there. See. That would have been good. Yeah. That probably didn't. It, it, it may not have occurred to them. Or it may have just seemed like that was too confident for them maybe <laughs> like a little too right but you know what i mean like i don't that's, know that they it's too good for ango yeah i mean like they might not have they might not have uh crushed it quite that much like maybe that would have seemed too cheesy oh that um, would absolutely ending, like, too, been too uh... well i mean as cheesy yeah. as the ending they gave us it was adorable 
I absolutely sweet, loved it. Though. Oh, I'm not saying it, was it wasn't fantastic. I'm just saying it was cheesy. I love me some cheese. I enjoy cheese every day. Yeah. I think it was it was like a a more not realistic is not quite the right <laughs> word, but it was a more emotionally it was though. It was a more emotionally realistic ending for everybody. And and in, especially in terms sure. of like expectations that Angus didn't get what he wanted, but he got the best that they could do. He didn't get what he wanted. Right? He got what he yeah. needed. Right, because they build him one. Yeah. <laughs> he he got yeah, but I mean he he loves them for them. So they didn't have to do the thing that was perfect. It was perfect because it was the thing that they did. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. You're a Hallmark movie and no, that's ex- yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean I think that was a it was a much subtler option. You know, clearly they have failed. They have failed in every possible right. way, and they're still trying to cover it up. <laughs> but that he sees what they were willing to do to try to do mm-hmm. it right, and that that matters more than whether or not they succeeded. Absolutely. And then it's a full house ending, and it plays some music, and we all hug, and then the <laughs> credits roll, and life is good. Well, here's what I will just say, also to close us out. Merle calling angus pumpkin is my actual new fame and so like if anybody was trying to accidentally make me have a feeling well done you did it i knew that when we talked last episode about how you were saying i love how clint will just give the nicknames and then he calls angus pumpkin i was like oh there it is it was so cute because i always of course adore it when taco does it because i i do that too like i call people by little nicknames i'm like yeah absolutely uh, but for some reason, Merle mm-hmm. doing it was extra, extra sweet. Yeah, I love it. And that that wraps it all up. Is there anything that we missed that we want to bring up now? Well, I did send you guys a clip, which we have not watched oh. yet. It is not relevant to the plot. <laughs> that sounds but right. <laughs> Travis did make a joke that basically nobody got because it was a reference to, I believe it was in oh. 1982, I want to say 82, uh, made for a TV a movie Hanks. that Tom Hanks was in, which was based on a really popular urban legend at the time, which was based on real events, but wildly misreported. And it was one of the first um, incidents that got blown out of proportion that led to everybody demonizing the concept of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. in the first place. Right. Because allegedly these yeah. ki- this kid had gone missing in these steam tunnels underneath oh. his college because of some sort of larping gone horribly wrong which was not actually what happened and also he was fine but yeah it was it was started kind of started the the panic mm-hmm. about dungeons the and panic. dragons yeah. Yeah. being somehow dangerous because they made this wildly fictionalized film about uh, this story based on a book okay. but i have sent you a clip from it which is one of probably one of the best scenes just to come out of any movie ever <laughs> or at least i okay. think so i think it's extremely funny all right i'm gonna click on it now What do you guys think happened? One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and monsters <laughs> is a far out game. Oh my god. Swords, poison, spells, <laughs> battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. <laughs> is it? I'll be talking to you. Thank god. <laughs> I just love that the the mazes and monsters is a far out game. Just like I don't know why that gets me so good. It really does. (laughs) It's just I think there's something about any scene that was written trying to make an older character seem really serious 
but also really hip and yeah. with it. It that is it gets yeah. dated as mm-hmm. soon as it comes out of their mouths. Absolutely. Yep. Also, just the fact that that kid referred to somebody killing somebody else is pretty yeah. far out. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the 80s. That was beautiful. Thank you. Is Tom Hanks the person who killed somebody else? Uh, yes. Tom? The, the, the story is, I have not, I've only seen this movie once and it was a very long time ago, so I don't remember it extraordinarily well, but the, the implication is that he's kind of schizophrenic or something and he winds up kill, okay. killing this guy and he doesn't really know he did it. It's, it's complicated. It's not a great film. You, you are not missing anything. It is not. There are some very cheesy monsters in it <laughs> at one point. Um, it, I mean, it is on the entire movie is on YouTube. If you if you have like an hour and a half that you don't know what to do with. If we if we when we start our uh, movie and candy podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. There you go. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's on the Put list. It on the list. All right. Anything else? The only thing I had to add yeah. that we didn't really give a lot of discussion about is Magnus's absolute despair and Travis's. I think it was both of them in Angus growing up. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea of Angus getting older and Griffin's like, he's allowed to get older. Well, and this is like, is like, no, like their first significant experience of the passage of time. Like for themselves True. or especially watching it with a loved one, even more so because, you know, they lived all of those years, but whoa, massive spoilers, but anybody's got this. Surely, yeah. you know, I um, would hope so. Surely, you know, by now, <laughs> but you know, because like, they, you can make some argument that they had experienced it in some way, right? But they didn't change over time. And it's completely different when you're watching it in somebody else, right? I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this is, it's very much that like fear of, you know, accepting other people's mortality. Like, mortality. Yeah. I was like trying to decide whether to go that dark and say mortality. But I think, oh, I think it, it is though. I mean, I think, especially <laughs> when you're talking about people who have either had children or, you know, have children now, like who are, who are getting to that point where they're starting to be their own person. Like I have, uh-huh. I do not have children, but I think that that's a mm-hmm. scary experience for a lot of people. Right. Cause it's, they get to a point where you can't control or predict or protect them as much as you might want to. Yeah. And you feel, I think a lot of, I think a lot of parents feel like they're losing something in the, in the course of that son. process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it makes sense to me, like from a story standpoint, that this would be a frightening experience for them to suddenly be like, why is he so tall now? <laughs> like what's happening? That eventually he's not going to be a boy detective anymore. That's right. <laughs> he's going to be the teen detective. <laughs> be mean about it. Very angsty. Yeah. Shout yeet and throw things. Dab all the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh, Fortnite. Watch, see, we're old and we're talking about it, so now oh, it's going to be not cool tomorrow. I feel like it's, so it was not cool like a half a year ago. <laughs> a kid in my class shouted yeet today. It's still around. This is why I'm not young and with it. Dabbing is out, though. Yeah. <laughs> For sure is gone. When Griffin did it in the yeah. Bam, the TV show, it was That over. destroyed it. And now... It's that time again. It's time for a poll. Last time, we wanted to know a little more about you. We asked which childhood flashback you'd be most likely to have. And that poll is actually still open because Nell wasn't paying attention. But the winner is a moment with someone special. <laughs> That's very... Right? That's nice. Uh, and now for this poll, we want to know what you hope to find under the Candle Nights bush. And that poll will, of course, be up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. 
and it's going to be a minute before we all meet up again. So have a great rest of your holiday season, and we will see you in a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.